generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings.
let him know you, man. proclamation to you and we honor you
in it all right now nothing else no one else 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 nothing else your majesty and your presence and your power and your peace and your spirit who administers our inheritance our whole heart is part of our inheritance we honor you Jesus because this morning you are due you are rain you are everything we need you are seeping into parts and places that therapy can reach and psychology can't access <laughs> and philosophies can resolve and man-made theology cannot reverse you are the balm of Gilead you are the physician we see you healing we see you feeling we see you making all things new and we give you praise that the brokenhearted has been healed this morning things that we couldn't get over by ourselves offense bitterness disappointment shame guilt oh Lord by your today we are rising above those things we're entering to a new release of life in Jesus name we pray somebody say amen 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 somebody said amen glory to God bless you guys appreciate your ministry all right let's go to the book of Psalms chapter 9 we're gonna start from the book of Psalms chapter 9 today and all right, so let's start from the book of uh, Psalm chapter 9. Psalms chapter 9. I want us to observe a couple of things today. Psalms chapter 9 and the first verse, we're going to read together with a loud and a clear voice. Can we have that? All right, now, can we read that together? Okay, let's read. Did we read verse 1? Let's read verse 1 and 2. Let's read together, count of 3 to 1, verse 1 and 2. I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will tell of all your marvelous works. Verse 2 says, I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. Verse 1 says, I will praise you. Verse 1. I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. Not half of it. Not a fragment of it. Not a fracture. Not a sliver. Not a sector, a segment, a chord, an arc, radius, diameter. Give me more. 
circumference. You know, people say Jesus is the center of my joy, but is it the circumference as well? The whole heart. And it says, this is my decision. I will praise him with my whole heart. Somebody say, your heart is important. Bid your church say, my heart is important. You already know that Jesus said to us, the greatest commandment is that you should love the Lord your God with all your heart. So you can be effective spiritually if your heart is fragmented. That's just the truth. Because the heart is the receptacle of spiritual things. It says a good man out of his goodness brings forth good things, good treasures out of his heart. I'm trying to help somebody see why the devil will fight your heart so much. Because he knows that you can be spiritually rich and earthly irrelevant because your heart is fractured. Such that you begin to deploy all your resources to maintain your sanity instead of co-creating with God in the earth. So I will praise you, O God, with my whole heart. Can I propose to you that many of the temptations you've fallen into, you fell into because you had a broken heart. Or the part of your heart had been impacted, cracked, fractured. You were in a space of vulnerability. You were looking for a way to escape from the pain of your situation. And what was available was something that actually wasn't your situation because you thought it was going to give you some love, affirmation, validation, feeling of escape, euphoria. Come on, somebody. Am I talking to somebody now? Whether it's sex, drugs, alcohol, gossip, stealing, materialism, intellectualism, rudism, and all the other isms. Your heart is so important in praise. Your heart is so important in love. Your heart is so important in relationships. Your heart is so important in worship. Your heart is so important in storing revelation. Here's what the word of God says. Your word have I hidden where? In my heart. How much can a broken heart take without losing? How many things can you put into a broken system? How much water can you put into a cracked pot? You can put a lot, right? But it's to keep on leaking, leaking, leaking. And the Lord showed me that many people here are leaking emotionally. Have you noticed something when your battery is drained? Have you ever had a bad battery? You have to keep what? Charging it all the time. If you need frequent charging check the quality of your battery if you always need a stimulant i know you can use church as a stimulant you can use the gathering of believers as a stimulant you can use a conference as a stimulant so whenever there's no conference to attend no book to read no webinar this one is not working your, your mind your heart is not working the way it should one of the things that God wants to do in this gathering this morning is to fix broken hearts. Oh, come on, somebody. I wish I had a few more amens. And I will show you how that the ministry of the Holy Spirit can fix that heart. Not an apology. Because what keeps many of us fractured is our entitlement to an apology that may never come. 
Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't apologize if you are at the offensive end. I'm not saying you shouldn't. But I'm saying that there is something about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Let me give an example. When salvation was given to you as a gift, did you have to go and return all the meats you stole? Re- retract all the text messages where you abused people? Did you go and apologize to all the girlfriends of the men you slept with? Or the wives? Oh, come on, guys. Some of you are looking like... I didn't, I didn't sleep with any. Whatever the Lord saved you from. Okay, I've not called your own. <laughs> Whatever the Lord saved you from. You didn't. God didn't insist. God did not insist. Say, eh. So, non so Daniels. Eh. Non so. Non so. You want to get saved without apologizing. Not so. Non so. I didn't say that. <laughs> he, he, he didn't say that. Come on, guys, you're giving me way more time than I need for this part because there's another part. I just didn't leave foundation. Just give me 15 minutes from now. All right? So the Lord wants to fix that. Why? Because what it means is this. The first thing is, I will praise the Lord with my whole heart. Number two, this is semicolon, I will tell of all your marvelous works. This is what it means. The praise I offer determine the works I can announce. Why? Because the works of a believer are a praise in the earth unto God. That's why he said, let your light so shine before men that men may see your good works and praise God. But for the believer to be able to tell of the marvelous works through a book, a seminar, a message, a camp meeting, he must have a heart that is whole and receiving heavy juices from God without leakage. So it can transmit the quality of the anointing and the love and the compassion. Watch this. A broken heart will oftentimes contaminate what it's carrying with fragments of itself. Some of y'all missed that. I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to get too happy because, but that's a powerful point I'll explain to you. Some of y'all didn't get that. A broken heart will contaminate its content with fragments of itself. So that's why you hear some preachers, fantastic doctrine, but foul personality. It's contaminated with self. Oh, come on, people. Some people, some fathers, excellent fathers, but they sleep with people they're not married to. So does that make them excellent? Not really, because they're contaminated. But in terms of the way they deal with their children, they don't play with their children. I mean, they don't treat their children with levity. They pay attention. They're there. Parents for them. All the things they need. Discipline. But that area has not been fixed and it's traceable to a fracture that happened. And some of us, we've learned to walk with a fracture. So what's wrong with you? This is where we walk in my family. No, something happened to you, Mephibosheth. You remember Mephibosheth? You remember? Of the lineage of Saul, the Bible says that when he was a baby and there was trouble and trauma, and a nurse was carrying him, but in the middle of the rush or the pressure, somebody dropped him as a child and he lost the use of his legs. One day I will preach that because it's so loaded. Because there are many Mephibosheth believers who don't go anywhere in God until somebody carries them. Because their legs have been hurt and fractured by, it could have happened through a pastor, could have happened through a parent, 
Many times it happens through an authority figure or a trusted ally. And the person does something or says something or moves in a certain way and it fractures something. And I'm going to show you why that's important. Now, David says this, but in chapter 86 and verse 12, let's look at that. Look at something that David prayed for. It is six, let's start from 11 to 12. So you understand this, right? My heart is whole and I praise God. In the praising of God, I see attributes of him and I can interpret his work in the earth. And people will see those works even though they don't know him. But they will know that not a normal human being could have done this. So a broken heart makes you normal. A whole heart makes you exceptional. In a world of broken people, a whole person is outstanding. Some of you hold again. Teaching better than you're responding this morning. Verse 11. Look at what it says in verse 11. Verse 11. Let's read it together. Teach me your way, O Lord. I will walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. Teach me your way. Because the way I've learned to walk here is indicative of the fact that I've been exposed to certain lanes that affected the way I walk. Do you know that you don't drive the same way on a smooth road as you do on a rough road? So when you are driving on a rough road, you're more careful and tentative. Uh, Lord, help me help somebody this morning. When you're driving on a smooth road, it's smooth. Now, there are some of us who have driven on the rough road so long that when it is that God brings us to a smooth road, we're still careful and tentative. So you dealt with a cheat before in the old relationship and now that you're in a new relationship who's a smooth guy, he's been walked on by the spirit of God, he's as smooth as the five smooth stones that David picked up on the way to killing Goliath. And guess what? You are still tentative, you are still suspicious, you are still why? Because you've been used to walking in a crooked way that even now that you're on a smooth way, you're still careful. So you're careful of pastors. Because what your former pastors you have did to you, you have not put past us. Oh, can I can I talk now? <laughs> and sometimes for us, it's even with God. You're careful with God. So when people are saying, I fear God, you say, I fear God. Oh, ah! <laughs> And it's not reverential fear. <laughs> it's hey, Abijah God. The God that calls on fire. Hey, I'm, I fear him. <laughs> not realizing that the fire refines you. Does not destroy you. But you're used to the fire that destroys. God of Elijah, send on fire. God of Elijah, send on fire. The... <laughs> But the, the fire, thinking about, you know, James and John, they said to J- Jesus, one is caught on fire. Boom. Just, ah. Uh, you think this is Elijah 2.0? <laughs> he rebuked them and said, you know not of what spirit you are, that God does not hold people's sins against them once they turn. He says, you are the different spirits. For you to understand this, your flesh has to die. Because your flesh wants retribution. Your flesh wants revenge. Your flesh wants... Oh, come on. 
So he says, teach me your own way. Because the people are doing all sorts in your office, at home. Some of you have aunties that use sex and things to manipulate their husbands. Sir, when I want to get your uncle. (laughs) I know what it was, but he says, what will happen when you teach me your way? I will walk in your and because I've not been walking in your way, my heart is not united. It's fractured. There are portions and pieces of me that are hurt, damaged, mishandled. What does it say? Unite my heart to fear your name. So God, as you teach me, unite my heart. What's the central word for unite? Unit. One. Make my heart one. So when I look at men, I won't say he's a governor, but he can also govern me into a state of emergency. Because a broken heart will sabotage the blessings of God. So marriage that's supposed to be a blessing now becomes (laughs) I'm fine without it. But could you be finer with it? Could you? Just maybe you're one of us who are not eunuchs. Jesus said there are three kinds of eunuchs. Some were eunuchs by birth. Very few. You know what a eunuch is? Eunuch. <laughs> Cannot knock on some doors. So some were made eunuchs by men and others chose to be eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom. Matthew 19. Can I proudly tell you with all humility? Did you get that? Paradox. Probably tell all human. I am not a eunuch, and I will never be by the grace of God. You people say amen. Whether you say or don't say, unite my heart. What should I do to fear your name? And verse two, I need to, I need to mind. Verse two, what does it say? I will praise you, O Lord, with what? With all my heart, and I will glorify your name for. Now, that glorifying is not just singing songs. In fact, praising is not just singing songs. When you do something that carries the name of God, the nature of God, you're praising God. So, my wife is wearing a very beautiful dress. Can can you stand, wifey? Beautiful dress. And she's got, some of you can't see her shoes, but her shoes are amazing. I'm not saying she's wearing John's song. But her shoes, some of y'all didn't get, get it next year. Her shoes are amazing. Now, when I look at these shoes, I don't worship the shoes. First of all, I'm going to compliment the person. Are you saying this? And then I'm going to go like, wow, where did you get the dress? What make, because they didn't make the shoes in Nigeria. What, what make, what make, what brand are your shoes? So when we wear the works of God, when we do the works of God, people compliment us, but they glorify him. Now a whole heart will not take God's glory unto himself. It's a broken heart that steals glory. When you copy somebody's post and remove their name, your heart is broken in a certain way. You want yourself to look better than you are. When somebody does well in your space and you downplay it, you're trying to reduce the glory of that thing to the level of your emotional instability. 
a whole heart wishes people well. I've been intentional for the last about five years of my life. I take care of my heart a lot. Lo- as it, ask my wife. Do I take care of my heart? Because peace is a defense in the spirit. It says the God of peace will garrison your heart. Why is the heart so important? Because not much from heaven can enter into the earth without a good heart. That's why in redemption... By the way, if you don't understand, we've started a new series called Matters of the Heart today. Sorry, I didn't, sorry, I didn't announce it with the fanfare. So I think next we'll talk about a new heart, and new space Sunday, grateful heart or something like that. The first thing God does for you in, in redemption, babe, can I, can I ask you for a favor? Is it possible? Should we do our interactive in the second service? Should we do that? Or must we do it right now? Because I'm looking at the time. <laughs> All right. What, what do you guys want? We should do interactive. We'll finish by 10.30. Second service. Second service. So I, we can lay solid foundation and then just talk through the practicalities. All right. Thank you. Love you. So, so no, no, please. No, let's enjoy your beauty. Uh, no, let's. <laughs> So, so, the first thing that God gifts us with, and it says in Ezekiel, I will take their hearts of stone and replace it with a heart of flesh. I'm going to talk about the next week or a couple of weeks in the series. One of the things about a heart of stone is a heart of stone is easily breakable. Because it's stone. So, if you have a flab of stone, a slab of stone, and you throw it on the floor, what happens? It breaks. If you have meat and you throw it on the floor, does it break? for the night does not so the regenerated heart is not easily broken so y'all didn't get that i'll teach it better later so we glorify we compliment appreciate honor celebrate but if we were to take a picture with her guess what happens everywhere people see that picture they go notice the fine lady and then go wow i love her dress again this now it's only in this generation that people are wearing dresses that are not dresses. And people are liking it. Lovely dress. No, it's a breast band. It's a thick belt. Come on, people. Please celebrate my lovely wife. I know you can do it better than that. So. I will praise the Lord my whole heart. I will glorify your name forever. So in redemption, God gives us a new heart. But some of us still deal with broken heart, the consciousness of a broken heart. Because the truth about brokenheartedness is that whilst a broken heart is a major issue, the consciousness of it is a deeper issue. Because now you've played host to the triggers of that disappointment. And it's so suffocating. It chokes you up. I have a song like. So I felt like singing it now, but don't worry. You know, because I've been disturbing. Oh my God. If you want to marry someone like me, ask for grace because I'm quite weird. In a good way. Right, in a good way. I'm not normal. All right, so let's go to Isaiah 61 real quick. 
Isaiah 61. So Jesus comes on the scene. He quotes this in Luke chapter 4 verse 18. But the prophecy comes in Isaiah, Isaiah 61. And from verse 1, if you can get there before the media team, that would be great. Let me try to do that myself. In Isaiah 61 verse 1, he says, The Spirit... Okay, you know, before we deal with this, let, let's deal with the mathematical examples that I was inspired to put down. I want to show you four major things about a broken heart and value. We'll come back to this. But I want to take note of this. You might want to take screenshots, write it down. It's copyrighted, so put the right to copy. <laughs> you don't have the right to copy. All right, but you can use an application. But I'm more, I'm more concerned about you getting the picture. So a broken heart will cause leakage. A broken heart will cause contamination of its content. A broken heart will be tentative and to struggle to trust. Now, do you realize that if you multiply a whole number by a whole number, you will always get a greater whole number? Yeah. Give me the first slide. Whole number by a whole number. So example, if you have 10 and you have 10, this is powerful. Watch this. Pay attention. What are you going to have? What are you going to have? 100. 100. No, go, don't, don't jump. Give me the 100. You're going to have 100. If you have 10 times 10, you're going to have 100. In other words, because they are whole numbers, the amplif amplification of their wholeness creates wholeness of greater value. However, if you have that same 10 and you multiply by a fractured number, by the way, fractions and fracture are from the same source. A fraction is a fractured number. Oh God. It's not whole. It's broken. It's fractured. Now, if you multiply that same 10 by three quarters, what are three quarters? A whole is four quarters, right? You remember that? Just try to think about 20, 30 years ago. Yes, now they say pick three out of four oranges, three fourths, three quarters. Some people are. It depends on your age. So, 10 times three quarters, what does it give you? Is this number whole? Is this multiplying? You got it. In other words, multiplication does not always guarantee increase. What are you multiplying it by? Oh my God. The anointing of God has an amplifying value. But if you multiply by fractured work, work ethic, you will still have reduction in value. If you are a whole man and you marry a broken woman, she will break you into three quarters. The ten didn't change. The multiplication didn't change. The quantity that came into the equation changed. And ten became less than itself. So there are people who get married and they don't stay the same. So she's not the same again. She possibly multiplied against a broken person. Because broken people break others. Can I teach This is so important. It is so... See, when the word says, guard your heart with all diligence, is an instruction to ensure your sustained efficiency in kingdom assignments in the earth. 
Once the heart is damaged, there shall be plenty of losses. Sensitivity is lost. Sacrifice is lost. Loyalty is lost. Commitment is lost. Consistency is lost. Faithfulness is lost. The reason some people cannot commit the whole of themselves to anything is that they once did and then they got broken and now they are holding to holding on to less of what they have. Therefore, reducing consistently in value because nothing can multiply itself by itself. So for any kind of increase, you must connect with something other than yourself. The man's seed needs the woman's egg. The seed needs the soil. Your charger needs an adapter or a socket. So because the enemy knows that I can't tamper with the multiplication process of God, but I can tamper with the people people will multiply with. Very mathematical. It says be fruitful and then because if you are not fruitful and then you multiply, you will multiply your unfruitfulness. That's why you don't get married because of a loss or a lack in your life. You get married because there's something to offer somebody other than yourself. You see this? Now, how about if you multiply a fracture by a fracture? If you multiply a fraction number, I'm using fractional because I really want to get the point. A fraction number by another fractured number, you will always get a fraction. So two broken people, that's why in a relationship, in a business partnership, in a marriage, when somebody is going crazy, don't join them. Because somebody has to be whole concerning that matter for it to be redeemed. Oh my God. Oh, she slapped me, walk out of the house. The people that will understand this eh, are people that have, you went to boarding house, you had bunk mates, or you have a flat mate, or you are married. If you are not in a close relationship, you just be a nice rave. If you are in a relationship, it's spirit and truth. It's life. <laughs> it's life. Are you, are you getting this? If, you don't, if it doesn't connect, don't worry, you will need it. If you are going to be great, you will need this. This is the reason Paul says, if we deny ourselves, he does not deny himself. God will not become fractured because of your fracture. He will not become unfaithful because of your unfaithfulness. He will send other faithful people to boost you, your, your uh, immune system, to grow up to maturity so that what is pouring into you can be multiplied for greater value. But God doesn't say, you didn't, you, didn't, you didn't pray yesterday, I will kill you today, you'll come to heaven. What benefits is your premature death for the kingdom? You'll send people, send intercessors, send prophets, send teachers, send second, send downfall bosses. You'll be seeing the flashlight to talk about them second, second service. Heartbreak signals. Now, this is the thing. When something broken and something fractured, is your camera picking up the details? Is it picking it up? So that means you might have to use uh, insert the slides. Don't change the focus. If, it's, if the picture is clean, it's all right. Now, because I notice sometimes when I'm watching the videos, I don't see what's on the screen. It just looks like one man speaking spiritual. <laughs> uh, this guy, is, is he a spiritual metaphysician? <laughs> right. So now, if you have something fractured and you multiply that thing by something fractured, number one, you will never get something whole. 
Number two, the fracture will be less than the individual value of the constituent parts. Because this 0.5, this 0.75, this 0.75. So one of the greatest ways to reduce your value is to partner with a broken person. In anything, marriage, business. So does it mean you don't relate with people? No, you relate with people, but you understand that they need healing, restoration, therapy, intercession, tutelage, guidance, instruction, accountability, but not intimacy in that particular area. So you start a business and your, your business partner is, uh, is spent, lao lao spending, lao lao spending. You have to fight, you have to fight to be in charge of the finances. You will fight, but the business will be sustained and when it grows to maturity, he will thank you for the fight. Oh, come on people. But if you don't fight, let them be, let them be. The business will no longer be. Are you getting this now? That's why there is no relationship that is authentic and organic that can ever grow entirely without conflict. Because conflict is God's wisdom to deepen commitment and loyalty. Oh my God. God created a conflict. The first conflict in the garden. What's the garden? It's all the trees. But don't touch this one. Conflict. How can you give me everything? I can't. Just one. Just one. How many of you went through that season in your spiritual growth where you are not doing all the other bad things? Boy, I just won. God, let me just do this one. Oh, some of you are not being honest, right? Just this one. I'm not doing all the... Just, just. It is that one that is the proof of your loyalty. It's that one. That's it. So God created that because without opposing views, we don't know whether you're loyal or not. We don't know. If the first time you discover I made a mistake, you discarded me. You are a user, not a groomer. Because if it's a covenant relationship, your mistake is to my benefit, even when I can't see it. These are the hard things that Jesus said, and many left him that day. You will leave me and join me at the new space. If you want to leave me, I will live with you. I'll fight for you if I, if I believe we're connected. If you want to run away, and I say, God bless you and go. Either you're causing trouble or I don't believe we're connected. If I believe we're connected, we're going to have at least one intense meeting. And I'll speak to you from my heart. From accepted location, you know. Even if you want to get married, if you've not had a tough conversation with me getting married, it's loading. Because I can't pour into somebody and one man's up with 0.5625. still won't make mistakes with supervision but let's greatly reduce the possibility by doing everything in our power to do that my wife the first year saw my wife i knew this was somebody i wanted to know for a long time i wasn't in that moment i didn't say i must marry this girl that's not what i said but i was like who's that girl and i really want to know this girl i want to know that 
And we dated for about four, four years, four years before I proposed, and then we got married a year after I proposed, so five years. But one of the, my major points was, am I ready to pour all of my life into this? Now, if you want to start anything, like, it's, it's like kings. Who said yes, sir? <laughs> he knows people are different places come on say it if it's your place say it. and it's not because she's broken or anything my major consideration one of my major considerations is 10 times 10 is 100 I wanted to see this now 10 times 10 is 100 if you remove just one from the 10 it becomes 10 times 9. 10 times 9 is not 99. It's 90. So one thing that looks missing can create 10 things you're going to need later that are absent. And he's a nice guy, but you know, he gets angry a lot. I've just seen him angry. Like, just like, he's not like five times this week. I can manage him. Are you an anger management course? Because it looks like anger now, but it could become burning down the house or the car or hurting the children when you multiply with him. So I got to a place of conviction where I knew she was a 10, I was a 10. And as we go together as a 100, guess what's also going to happen? Because you don't stay 10, and you don't even stay 100. This, this is what happens. 10 times 10, you become 100. But you don't stay a 10 times 10. In the marriage, as you're developing yourself, you become a 12. You become a 15. She's becoming a 16, a 17. So they... And what happens in some marriages is that when you get married, you're a 10, you're a 10. Nobody's growing. If nobody's changing, nobody's growing. If nobody's shifting, nobody's growing. If nobody's making compromises, nobody's growing. In some cases, one person is growing. You are now 19. But you have not paid attention to her. She was a 10 when she joined. She's now 6.327. Somebody say we must fix this. Final from here. And I'll go to a text and then we'll just pray. Final. He says, he says I wrote. <laughs> if you multiply a fractured number by another fractured number, you will always get a fraction but also a fractured number that is less than the value of even the lesser number. So it's not just going to be lesser than the greater number. The fracture will be less. So if you have 0.75 by 0.25, you're going to have 0.1875. In other words, the ultimate cumulative value of the whole relationship will be less than the quality of life of the least person in the relationship. Oh my God. The mathematicians, programmers, coders, and binary scientists will really, and actual scientists and accountants really understand this. But if you don't grasp it, listen to the message or ask somebody to explain it because it is deeper than you think. See, because when you're 0.75 by yourself, you had some peace, you had some sanity, you had some coordination. You now come with someone that is quarter to finish. The peace you used to have, small peace, 
Small piece that you're holding. You cannot even piece again. The oil, remember oil leakers? They've leaked. So at least before you used to be broke. Now you are broke with conflict. But there's an anointing in the house. I hope this helps somebody see it. Isaiah 61. Let me t- uh, wind it down. Isaiah 61. So in second service, I'm not going to teach. We'll just go into the interactive. And we'll just talk about, we might touch on a couple of this, but we'll spend more on how do you actually heal. I'm going to talk about that briefly. Practical tips for that. But more than healing, we're going to deal with how do you recognize, how do you see that you've become an intern in Heartbreak PLC? They are doing internship. Heartbreak Industries International. Hi. H-I-I. Let's read this together. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the broken heart, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. Let's continue. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort how many people? Verse 3. To console those who mourn and Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord. That what? Do you see it all comes back to praise? All comes back to glory. What it means is a fractured heart cannot deliver the full value of the glory it carries. It can't. Because the heart is a container. Let the word of God dwell richly in you where? In your heart. The word of I hidden where? In my heart. The fool says where? In his heart. God what? Your heart with all diligence. Out of it persistently. The heart of kings are like water because in the hands of God. So a heart is like a receptacle of fluids. Thoughts are fluid. They can flow. They can move. They can take shape. They can take form. You can consume the right content with a fractured heart and you end up with the wrong interpretation. Wrong because of the condition of the heart. And so in regeneration, the Lord gives us a new heart, number one. Number two, the Lord, go to verse one. It says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. God has anointed me. He says, the first thing I got to do is I got to preach the good news to the poor. I'm going to preach. That's the first thing. But he now says, he has sent me to do what? Heal the see where it ranks in the height of Christ's ministry. The healing of a broken heart. Why do you have so many life coaches, therapists, therapists, psychotherapists, and all of that? It is because many of us have relegated the anointing only to spiritual things. We have not thought that the anointing can fix a broken heart. It can. That's what Jesus said. I'm not against therapy, all of that. But every time the church abdicates its responsibilities, the world will create an industry around it. I tell you no lie. I'm a life coach. I have some clients that pay very well. But let me tell you what's true. What's true is that if you are properly discipled, you will not need too much life coaching. You will need seasonal interventions for specific sectors and areas. 
But you're not going to need extensive, deep, intense therapy because the anointing of God does not just break spiritual yokes, it heals hearts. It can rewire and reframe an experience so that you will literally see the goodness of God in the land of the living. And you'll not be dwelling in the valley of the shadow of death. What's the shadow of death? What happened to you? That shadow is still casting it on the way you see things and people. There's still a shadow about the way you see ministries and pastors and marriage and money. It is not death. It's the shadow of death. But as long as the shadow is being cast over your life, you can't see Christ fully and clearly. Christ says, Christ says that God has sent me this morning broken heart to be healed. And it happens in different ways. Infidelity is a major area. But sometimes the suspicion of infidelity can hurt you as much as infidelity. Sometimes it's nothing sexual or relationship wise. It can be your boss. So you served somebody. And let me just mention this. You served somebody with your heart and loyalty. And then when it's time for you to go, you explain to the person with tears in your eyes and all of that. And they speak hurtful words. It happens a lot in Africa. It happens in ministry, it happens in businesses a lot in Africa. Let me tell you what the devil is trying to do. So this young woman has an anointing of God upon her life and she served my ministry so intensely. So she, she served so faithfully. She's not perfect, she's made some mistakes, but served me so per- perfectly. What I should do when she's going, even though I'm pained and I know it's time for her to go, whatever, what I should do, regardless of what's done anywhere, listen, because we're raising leaders, so you know what to do your best hands it will pain you when they have to move on by marriage relocation self-will calling ministry but that pain is the sacrifice that you offer to god they must not carry pain away from you you will bless them out of the depths of your soul possibly with tears in your eyes but heaven will bless you don't let people leave you with dark clouds hanging over their heads because it's the purpose of God that he may be glorified. Not that I should be glorified. John said, me, let me even decrease. If he's the one increasing. I'm not saying people just say, I want to go. And they say, go, go. Well, go, go. That's how it is. Go, go. And I'm not even saying through a party or have an elaborate ceremony. and put flyers and posters all over the place. Even if it's a private meeting, bless them. There are about two or three people who have left this place. Um, I remember one standing out in my mind two or three people and one of them I really blessed from my heart and all and she's free she might even come into one of the services one of those days but she called me or I reached out to her months later she said Peter I can't believe what happened where I went and she began to give me the things that happened she could not she told me said God spoke to me I said are you sure I didn't know where she was going I knew the name but I didn't know the person so God gives us accountability structures to protect us not to limit us because you couldn't believe what happened there right but i blessed that even though i had reservations in my spirit it is my job to bless you he says bitter and sweet water cannot should not come out from the same mouth because the moment i release bitterness over somebody who leaves me that bitterness does not live with them it stays on my tongue and it colors the different things are you seeing this now so i'm to bless her so that she goes now when she carries that blessing what God used me to do in her is secured by the power of the blessing which is a seal not only is it secure there's an amplification 
wherever she's going are you getting this thank you very much dear. So, so look at this it still turned out interactive I still interacted with you so it says the anointing heals and I like the fact that the Bible does not just say to console when you go for the down okay let's look at the ranking preach the good news good tidings to the poor and I hope that you know a part of that poor the good tidings to the poor is also provision the provisions of the gospel of grace eternal redemption and realities but that also provides what is needed in the earth for the courage and the passage of that eternal life and dispensation of that truth are, are you getting that now but the good thing is you don't have to be rich to hear the gospel and the fact that you are poor does not mean you are not saved because i hope now preach it extreme you are poor you're going to hell how is it did they do the vip section for heaven a table for three million <laughs> they are too poor they are too poor don't disgrace god leave <laughs> that's extreme right but what it means is that that gospel carries sufficiency it's an all-sufficient gospel so that even if you are thrown in the desert you are catered to that's why hagar was not in the covenant but ishmael came through the covenant and in the desert there was a when oh my god some of y'all are not getting that so but it didn't just say so the second dispensation distribution expression of that gospel is to heal the broken heart why because without the whole heart the inheritance cannot be fully expressed you're gonna be in a loop compare a broken heart to a scratched cd you want a scratch cd it always gets stuck at a certain point certain point certain point certain point god is resurfacing scratched cds today can we just surrender our hearts to the lord can you just submit it to the lord i thought i would do it in 15 minutes my wife says i always think i can do a lot in the short time I guess because in my mind the concepts come out in a short time so I think you can communicate it or interact and share and preventing heartbreak moving on in the second service but can you talk to the Lord right now your heart the most are those who love you the most 
pomaga. Those, those who love you the most and those you love the most. Because the close contact of that relationship necessitates interaction that are frequent and more intense than others. And if something is mismanaged or mishandled, a fracture can occur. I bought something for my home office a couple of weeks ago. And as Kenneth and I were trying to fix, fix it, it was a flip chat. Something snapped. We're trying to fix it. Something snapped. Sometimes what snapped was not out of wickedness. It was actually out of care but inexperience in the way the matter was handled. Not everybody who broke your heart intended to. It was just the proximity and the intensity of the contact. I see you healing. I see you feeling. I see you making all things new. Jesus. I see you healing. I see you feeling. Oh! 
just call him Jesus the healing word Jesus the living word only you can make us whole only you can make us whole you're the lover of our souls lover of our soul Jesus Jesus the healing word
and not who life has made us think that we are. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Please may be seated if we have a seat. Amen. All right. I, I don't know how today was for you, but I felt it was, it was so real. But like Pastor Dami said, if you're not in a close relationship, either business or marriage, or I don't know, you might not understand it. But for those of us who understand, we understand. For those of us who have been liberated, we understand even better. The devil can keep you trapped in a cycle of heartbreak. At some point, you won't even know that it's heartbreak. You just think this is how you are. You just think that this is normal. And then you come to a service like this that punctures something. I know how the balloon just make fry. You just realize that you are losing air somewhere. And sometimes, like you can actually not even breathe because something is happening in you. And I know it's happening here because I've been there. I've been in a service where even Pastor Dami. Let me leave that for second service. He's talking about something that he knows that sometimes he has done to me, and I'm like, Holy Ghost, help me. Holy Ghost, no, not no. You get over these things, and you learn, and you grow. You become better. There are some things that happen that if, I'm not saying, I don't know if they are necessary to have happened, maybe, I don't know. But I know that I've learned a lot and I've become better by it. It has taught me and it has taught us how to relate better. And, so, and he has learned too how to behave better. Something small, some things big, whatever it is. Second service. Hallelujah. But I just, I'm, I'm very grateful for this message, Pastor Dami. Thank you so much. And I just love how Pastor Dami can take something so, because his heart pain, you can't really touch it. Sometimes, especially for ladies, you can't even explain it. And Pastor Dami just uses metaphors and analogies and uses English. That even me that I can't put the English together. And math to explain it to you and you just get it. And in my life, I can never be dull in Jesus' name. Can't believe it with somebody that I bring like this and you'll be daft in my life. It's not possible. It cannot work. Even if daftness is calling my name, I refuse. I will change my name. Miss Call. In fact, you can't have my number. Network failure in the name of Jesus. When people say we are not having um, interactive, I say, even if I want to interact now, what am I going to say? But the Lord will help me in second service. Amen. Amen. Can we just appreciate Pastor Dami? Thank you so much, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing. Someone you know needs this. Kindly share this how.